movie that was actually a horror comedy yeah okay so i really want to know like who out there thought that this was a horror comedy because i certainly didn't think that it was no i mean unless the guy who directed it has just a weird sense of humor like not a sense of humor at all yeah there's nothing really funny about this movie. I guess if you think it's funny when monsters come out of toilets. That happened what? Like like so blink and you'll miss it. Right. So in the midst of your migraine, you probably missed it. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and hopefully give them the credit that they deserve and this week we're giving it the credit it deserves <laughs> i am nigel from the website a journey and with me is my wife caitlin hello 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 and this week we are talking about the 1985 quote american horror comedy film ghoulies Directed by Luca Bergovici. Bergovici. Let's go with Bergovici because it sounds better. Even though he doesn't have two C's in his name, so I don't think it <laughs> does the ch sound. This movie is one of several Gremlins ripoffs. Well, okay, this one is considered a Gremlins ripoff, even though it's not, and we'll talk about why. But, Caitlin, would you like to take in a shot in the dark and guess how many Gremlins ripoffs exist in the world? I know of two, but I'm going to say four. All right, let's count them based on this list. One, two, a three, four. <gasps> what two right? were you thinking of? This one and Critters. Oh, you remembered Critters? Yeah. Or did you just see that on the list when I no. had it laying down on the table? No. Uh, the other one is Hobgoblins, which oh, is... okay. Uh, it looks bad. I'll just say that. But I kind of can't wait to watch it. What's the other? The, oh, Munchie. Munchie. Munchies. Okay. Munchies. Um, let's see. Where is that one? Munchie. Magical, mystical Munchie. No friends. The new school sucks, and Mom is in love with the sleazy research doctor. Pretty bleak. That's how life looks to 10-year-old Gage when suddenly into his world pops the magical Munchie. Munchie is the ever-hungry and hilarious, mysterious creature from another world who delivers flying pizzas and brings on the parties. 
with the help of Munchie and Looney Professor Crookshank, Gage evens the score on his school's bullies as well as his mom's boyfriend and has the greatest summer ever. Well, I need to see this movie. It's directed by our one of our favorite uh, exploitation bad movie directors, Jim Wynorski. Uh, we need to find this movie and watch it. Here's yeah. what Munchie yep. looks like. That's re- tonight. That's happening. Okay. <laughs> uh, there also is Munchies. And I guess there's more than one munchie at that point. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how that works out. It I don't I don't know. <laughs> so we're talking about ghoulies. <laughs> yes. Anyway, ghoulies. Another in the uh, very short list of tiny creatures monster movies. Caitlin, what did you think of this movie? This movie was not a comedy, first of all. Secondly, I do really enjoy this movie. It's just even marketed wrong, I think. I don't think anything about this movie is what you think it's going to be, even the name. Yes. Uh, First of all, unlike Gremlins... The ghoulies in this are not front and center. Arguably, they are not important to the plot. No. It, I mean, like, the main plot. I mean, they do stuff, but, like, they right. don't do stuff. Right. And there are four of them. There yes. are four ghoulies. Movies, not actual <laughs> ghoulies. There no, are there different. There are just four ghoulies. That's it. There are different ones. Now, we've seen one and two. This was not our first time watching the first one. (laughs) This is true. What did you think of the second one, Caitlin? The second Goalies movie? Didn't like it as much. It is what some might say, not fun. No. No. There's a lot of bad nonsense in it. Yes. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to take what they thought worked from the first one and apply it to the second movie, but it didn't work. But then also make the ghoulies bigger. Right. Yeah, which I don't even understand that. Which kind of defeated the purpose of the ghoulies in the first place. Here's a fun fact for you. Okay. Ghoulies is actually Persian for small monster. Well, look at that. How fitting. And that's why the movie was called Ghoulies. Perfect. Yes. What were the individuals called who are rather short i'm gonna say dwarfs i don't think that they they were were, ghoulies right yeah i don't think that they were ghoulies i think they were minions minions of the ghoulies no 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 no, because they worked for what's his face so the the wizard the dark wizard so minions of the dark wizard yeah but they also served jonathan until they didn't until they did again Right. Because they said, we have no choice but to serve you, but then they did. I don't understand. No. (laughs) Uh, There are some plot holes in this movie. There were some questionable plot jumps in this one. So, Ghoulies, directed by Luko Berkovici, 
That sounds even fancier. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, also co-written by, well, it was primarily written by Luca. Luca. I'm not going to try to say his last name anymore. Uh, co-written by Jeffrey Levy. Uh, where do we even begin with Luca? Luca is from a big film family. His father uh, was a screenwriter, and he worked on the world, sh- uh, the miniseries Shogun. Uh, Luco, he did some acting, he did some writing, he did worked on the made-for-TV movie Death of a Centerfold, the Dorothy Stratton story, with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that was um, one of her early non-slasher movies, if I recall correctly. And uh, then he did Ghoulies. Ghoulies was pretty much his first directorial movie. He was given the opportunity by Charles Band, who produced a lot of really fun movies that we've talked about on this podcast before. I was going to talk about him some more, but I didn't take the time to write stuff down. But Did you listen to the podcast? I started it, and it was kind of boring. Oh, no. So there is a podcast, Ghoulies Unleashed. Okay, apparently Ghoulies has a bigger cult following than I anticipated. Wow. There's a podcast called Ghoulies Unleashed. It started, I'm going to say, this year or sooner. They're Mm -hmm. like 18 episodes in. They've interviewed people from the the movie, including Luca. Okay. Um. There's a book coming out called The Complete History of Ghoulies. Wow. wow. Like, this is a whole thing. I feel like we shouldn't even touch this movie. Honestly, we probably shouldn't. So but here we go. Here we go. We're going to make an attempt to do this. Charles Band uh, did a lot of producing. He produced a lot of stuff that we've talked about on this podcast before. Um, he did a lot of the Puppet Master movies. He did, um, crap, I just missed it. He did Castle Freak. He did a lot of the early Stuart Gordon stuff. And he founded Full Moon Pictures, which is, as far as I know, a little controversial within the Blu-ray community for how they do things. Uh, but he has a pretty good track record. I'll say that. Um, you know, over 300 some odd movies credited to him for being, uh, produced by him. He did, uh, the movie Parasite, which is how he got in touch with Luca, uh, with, uh, Demi Moore was in that. It was one of those like 3D attempted movies at the time. Did I say Taurus Trap? He did Taurus Trap. Uh, Laser Blast, which is a famously bad movie that we should definitely talk about on here. All right. I've seen it before. It is very painful to watch. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, the original Troll, Terror Vision. We've talked about that on the podcast. Love that From one. Beyond, Dolls, Dream Maniac, which is the uh, David Dakota movie that we've mentioned in passing before. So, you know, they're... Uh, He's done some stuff. He has done some stuff. He, uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of overlap with the movies that we talk about and the people who work on them. Mm-hmm. I believe he's also produced some Jim Wynorski stuff, but don't quote me on that because I don't want to look through his list for too long. 
And his brother, Richard Band, well, Charles Band also comes from a film family similar to Luca. Charles, he, uh, his brother Richard was the composer on this movie. And he also did movies such as Reanimator and a lot of other Stuart Gordon. Oh, he also did Terror Vision. Terror Vision has a great opening song. Well, he didn't do that one. Oh, well, then. That was uh, some other group. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, and then John Carl Buchler, who created the ghoulies, like the design of them and stuff, he's done special effects on a lot of things, such as the Ginger Dead Man, Terror Vision, Hatchet, and, you know, the usual. So there we go. Okay. Apparently he was very offended when uh, when Luca saw the look of the ghoulies, like when they were made, mm-hmm. and Luca said that he was going to turn it into a comedy because of how funny they looked. But he didn't do that, so. Yeah, I guess if that's how you're going to turn this into a comedy, that's cool too. Um, where should we go from here, Caitlin? You may give me you my 30-second rundown of this movie. Or do you want to talk about the things that you liked and didn't like? <laughs> Fine. Well, start with what you liked about it. Why, why ghoulies? Why ghoulies? Um, I do think it had a fun like little s- story to it. I liked the relationship between the main girl and guy. Um, I thought that it had a good... I think like that carried a lot of the movie was the relationship between the two and kind of watching him change over time. Um, I thought the ghoulies were a lot of fun. It's, um, kind of fun watching them get into like some mischief. Um, so that's what I enjoyed. I also, it has one of our favorite plot devices. Would you like to share that with everyone? I can't remember if we've talked about that before, so you should I think we definitely have. bring it up. When, you know, you're at a party and somebody says, we should have a seance, or in this case, let's do a ritual. <laughs> yeah, easily the best way to move a plot forward <laughs> in any movie ever. We should have a ritual. We should have a ritual, or you guys want to you guys want to do a seance? <laughs> Or you, you know, pull out the Ouija board like in uh, which board? Hey, let's try out this Ouija board. Right. And everybody says, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> or uh, what was that one uh, with the kid in the pajama? Don't panic. Yeah. That's a fun one where they pull out the Ouija board after dark or Ouija or whoever, whoever however you uh, <laughs> say that. We also really like this movie because Jack Nance is in it who has worked with David Lynch on a lot of stuff, including Twin Peaks. He's the guy that says, there's a fish in the percolator. (laughs) Don't drink that. (laughs) What's his favorite line in this movie? He doesn't have any lines in this. (laughs) I know. He just kind of walks around stoically staring at things all the time. Easiest money he's ever made. Probably until like the very end when he had to pretend to be a wizard. True. Um, He's also quite famous for being the the eraser head. The um I forget what his name is in that movie. 
So that's kind of a rundown on people. Uh, no one in this has really done too much. Like, they've been in other things, but there's small roles here and there. Uh, Peter Leapis, Leapis, the main guy who plays Jonathan, he was in Ghoulies 4, so that's kind of cool. We should watch that to see him come back. Yeah, we should finish the Ghoulies movies. Oh, my gosh. Especially because Ghoulies 3 is Ghoulies Go to College. How about Ghoulies in Space? That would be better. I wish they went to space. Right? In Much fact, better. let's just reboot the whole series. Now they're aliens. <laughs> All right. What did you like about this movie? Okay. So I think the best thing about this movie is similar to like what you said. It's... uh. I like the romance at the center of it. I like that... Honestly, I really enjoy that the ghoulies aren't the main center of attention. And I like that they're kind of a secondary, or I think the word is tertiary, uh, entity in the story. And the the rest of it's just kind of uh, some family drama, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think that the plot is pretty goofy yes but it's also believable at the same time mostly 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 i mean until like the wizard effects start flying around uh everything up until that point completely believable i still don't understand why he was exactly possessed i don't okay so here's the thing that i thought was kind of interesting about this movie this movie was kind of doing what Hereditary was trying to do, but like 40 years earlier or whatever it is. It's like the whole thing in Hereditary is they're like, oh, the family's been part of this cult for all of this time. Not only do you pass on trauma to your kids, but you also pass on weird demon stuff. In this one, it's like you also pass on your desire to worship the devil? Question mark. Yeah, I guess that's what it was trying to do. I don't know. Someone's probably going to be, someone's probably going to listen to this and be angry like, this with is my not take on hereditary. What <laughs> either movie was supposed to be about. Look, if you want me to get into the nuances of the plot of hereditary, that's a different podcast, but for all intents and purposes, my shortened version, I stand by it. All right. Signed, sealed and delivered. <laughs> Nigel stamp of approval. I also uh, really like the design of the ghoulies. I, yeah, they're, they're I think not, they're fun. They're not great effects. No. They no, are no, no, very no, no. clearly latex hand puppets. However, they're fun. And I know that that's kind of a default explanation for why we like things. I know that that's kind of a default explanation for why we like things around here. But... I, I mean, hey, what else what can, can you say, say about We're, it? We like to have fun. Yeah, we like to have fun. I like the uh, the little cat one holding the gun. That's fun. In the they're like weirdly like they're cuter than gremlins, but like ooh, hard disagree on that one. Well, I think they're cuter than gremlins, but like at the same time, they're not cute. Oh yeah, they are quite hideous. Yeah, but gremlins look like Furbies, so. They're worse. But arguably, the the, grem- the gremlins came before the Furbies, so yes. we can only make that association after the fact. Doesn't matter. Furbies are creepy. 
Okay. Um, what else did we talk about? Was there anything else that you liked about it in particular? Um, I think my favorite scene is when they're all eating with the glasses on. Yeah. I liked that. Because they're eating with the glasses or because it like cuts to them doing a ritual and they're all possessed and then cuts back. Yeah, it's just very, it's a confusing scene and I don't even know why they're eating with glasses on, but I just liked all of it. Uh, Okay, so let me talk about the sunglasses thing for a second. So this movie was originally supposed to be in 3D. It was, in fact, they started shooting it in 3D and then gave up after a couple days because of the difficulty of setting up 3D and 2D cameras. Mm. But originally, anytime a character in the movie put sunglasses on, that was going to be a cue for the audience to put their 3D glasses on. See, that'd be so fun. For, like, sequences to be in 3D. Yeah, I love ancient... 3D. I mean, it's really not ancient, but I mean, old school 3D. When it was like we complain about 3D being a gimmick today, but like it was a gimmick back then. Right. That'd be so fun, though. I wish that we could watch all of the 3D movies. (laughs) I'm pretty excited that movie Flesh for Frankenstein is uh, 3D. Yeah. The other Andy Warhol produced movie. Um. So uh, we talked about this being considered a Gremlins ripoff, but it is not. Both movies were in production at the same time. And Warner Brothers actually tried to sue the production company who's making Ghoulies because of the similarities and the name. They're trying to get the name changed, but they lost that. Good. However, they ran out of money halfway through shooting Ghoulies. So that's why it was released later, and everybody thinks it's a ripoff. That's sad for Ghoulies. I feel bad. Yeah, but I'm also kind of glad that it didn't have Gremlins to compete with. Mm. I mean, arguably it still does because it came afterward, and they are kind of similar. Right. But it, I feel like it's giving I mean, it, it's a second life now. What is similar about it, though, really? Tiny creatures causing mischief. But in two very different contexts. Yeah. But also Gremlins is funny. Right. I guess they're both trying to be horror comedies. But Gremlins succeeded. Yeah. Gremlins is amazing. <laughs> All right. I'm saying it here so it's on the record. Gremlins 2 is the greatest sequel that's ever been made. <laughs> and I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. All right. Um, and then one more fun fact before we talk about what we didn't like about it. The famous poster with the toilet bowl, the ghoulies coming out of the toilet bowl, that was kind of put together after the fact for marketing. Yeah, that was clear. And they liked it so much that they said, oh, we need to include a shot of that in the movie, which is why the ghoulie is coming out of the toilet in the (laughs) movie, even though it doesn't make any sense. How did he get in there? Why is he (laughs) coming out of the toilet? I don't know. But apparently parents wrote, hate mail to the studio because their children this saw the poster hilarious. and were so angry that this was on the poster that their children well their children were too afraid to use the bathroom that's so funny because they thought the ghoulie was gonna get them. that's hilarious yeah love that all right caitlin if you had to say there was one thing that you didn't like about this movie what would it be mm, i feel like 
one thing. I, I mean, th- you can have multiple things. I don't really know why I said one thing. <laughs> well, I would think I would say how he kind of changes. I think because I was so into the relationship part of the story, he kind of changes and just becomes like an overall douchebag. <laughs> Not like just like keeping it to himself because he's like obsessed with the magic. He just kind of becomes like an overall jerk. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, I'm not disagreeing, but he does, I guess, save her at the end. Right. When he realizes. Good. I guess that he was possessed by his dead dad. Yeah. I don't know. Who wanted to kill him from the beginning, which was a weird thing. Right. What happened to his mom? Oh no. His mom died at the beginning. Right. Defending him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I What happened to the rest of the people in the call? Do we know? They went off to do separate. They decided it wasn't fun anymore. Okay. I don't I don't know. Here's here's a question though, okay? Mm-hmm. So the the movie begins with this cult doing a ritual. And I said this to you while we were watching the movie. So the the leader guy, black robes, his hood has horns on it. Everybody else in the crowd or in the cult, I don't know. Is it, what do you call a group that's a size? The, the, a cult of people. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing their white robes. Faces also covered. But then the leader guy takes his face part off. And I, you wonder, like, all right, you're already the guy that's in charge. Everybody probably knows who you are. Why are you covering your faces? Showmanship. But then they also all had to have their faces covered. So it's like a anonymity. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. It's okay. It sounded wrong. I, they, it, I don't know. It just seemed weird. But then yeah. like they whip out a baby to kill like it's no big deal. Right. And you wonder how many other babies have the, has this cult dealt with. Right. And at first the mom also seems super chill with putting her baby up on the altar. And then... When the knife comes out, she says, whoa, you can't kill my baby. So do do we think that they killed other babies? I couldn't get a great read on it, but I'm thinking yes. Do you think that the ghoulies are the spirits of dead babies that came before? Well, that is the saddest thing you've ever said. So (laughs) I'm not even going to answer that forced to live eternity as like some <laughs> weird cat monster or a toilet baby. That's so sad. No. Okay. No. So we don't think that. No. Okay. But it's a possibility. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just that whole opening scene is just kind of odd. Yeah. There I mean, this movie definitely leaves you with a lot of questions. There are more questions than answers, but I'm okay with it. It still had, like, it was still a cohesive enough that you could follow it. Yeah. I kind of wish that we had just gotten, like, more. That's my, that's my biggest complaint. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that I have any issues with the story or the characterization or whatever. Because, I, I mean, at the, like, yes, they have a small friend group. They have, you don't really get well-defined characters. I mean, they're all caricatures and archetypes, and so, like, whatever. But 
I don't know. I guess I just kind of wish that there had been like a little bit more. Like how so? Like maybe a better understanding of the magic instead yes, of just yes, like yes, 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 yes. Like okay, he said he was trying to summon a monster the first time, and I think that summoned the first ghoulie. But then he like summoned more ghoulies later. Yeah. And the the dwarves or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess like I would like to know better was he possessed? Yeah. Because it it really doesn't make sense why he becomes so obsessed with the magic yes. immediately. Right. So I guess that's my that is my biggest issue with this. I think that's what I was trying to say about the relationship part because it's like why did he just become like overall a douchebag? Is he just a douchebag now or Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's just like a a magic I don't know. I guess I like to think that he he was kind of possessed by his dad and that's and he's not anymore when the movie's over cuz he beat him. I mean, that's what I like to think too, but you know, you don't ever really get answers. I guess we're gonna just have to watch Ghoulies Four and see if he really does come back. Yeah. Or or if that's just a weird flashback. Mm. But it's probably essential to see the Ghoulies grow up and go to college first. So probably. we're definitely gonna have to knock these out sim- like one by one. All right, I'm excited. Yeah. Sign me up. All right, double Caitlin. feature. I mean, we did the first two in a double feature, <laughs> and it was awesome. Right. So do. Three and four. <laughs> we should find them. Where we, where are they streaming? Yeah, we'll find out. Let's find it. All right. Hit us with your 30-second tweet summary. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, kid inherits a mansion, gets involved with magic, summons evil demons, and fights to save humanity. All right. I'm going to take off points because... Like, did he really try to save humanity? Well, I don't know. They could have taken over the world. The ghoulies. But, like, but like it was his dad who was doing stuff. Yeah, but they could have taken over the world. But is that really what the dad's goal was? That's also... We should define what the dad's goal was. I'm just telling you what the story provided me. I don't know what the dad's goal was. Okay. Did you like or dislike the wizard battle at the end of the movie between Jack Nance and uh, the actor who played his dad, who is oh, I liked Michael that. DeBarnes? You like that? To me, yeah. It was quite campy, but yes. it was also very enjoyable, very appropriate. I just kind of wish there was more of it. Oh, for sure. Like, like cool, like. I'm gonna zap you by hitting a mirror. It's gonna like bounce shots with their lightning bolts. It needed and everything. more like light, lightsaber duels. Yeah, or like, what if he summoned good ghoulies and there was like a battle of the tiny okay. monsters? I'd like that. That would be that. neat. Mm-hmm. Here's another question I have for you. All right, throw them at me. Clown doll thing. Yeah. Ghoulie, not a ghoulie. Not a ghoulie. Then what is it? I don't know. What are the the little people? I don't know, because right. it's too big to be a little people. Right, but it's not a ghoulie. But, like, they take the the head off, and it's Is a it giant... Is It's a scaly hand. Right, th- exactly, not a ghoulie. Yeah, but then we see the ghoulies get big in the next one, so maybe it's a big ghoulie. No. 
<laughs> that can't be. Did do you know what the movie wanted it to be? No, I have no idea. I was just I was mm. just remembered that it existed. <laughs> There's like this weird like vampire clowny looking thing who is very clearly a ripoff from Poltergeist. Even though I think Poltergeist came out after this. I so could be completely wrong. Not a ripoff? No, Poltergeist came out two years before this. So, yeah, okay. it could be a ripoff of Poltergeist. And it kind of just, like, appears in places. But then at one point, its eyes start bleeding jelly. And they take the head off. And there's, like, a hand underneath. Like a monster hand. So, I don't know. Then why would the monster hand be controlling it, though? That doesn't make sense. Wouldn't the ghoulie just want to be a giant ghoulie there? I, I don't know. Because, like, doesn't it, like, walk around and stuff? I think it does. Hey, you know what else I thought was done really effectively? Hmm. Actually, I have one more like and one more dislike. I thought that the dad's transformation was pretty was done pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Like, they didn't really they didn't really draw attention to it which was great and it happened slowly so like you knew it was happening but mm-hmm. it was also pretty slow so that was cool mm-hmm. um oh here's some fun pictures of the ghoulies puppets that looks fun it does look fun but the thing that i did not like was the green contact lens thing no why why like why did they do that yeah Uh, no i mean i i thought it was a neat no it added to show that they were doing magic but there was something quite off about them where like the um it looked like they had like a pupil on them right but they were always like like, pointing different places yeah like they couldn't get the contact in right yeah, so I don't. I meant to Google how they did the effect, but I could not remember to do that before we sat down. Oh no! So I don't it, think it was necessary. Like the movie would have just been fine without it. Yeah, I, I in the end it would have been fine without it, but I feel like they felt like they committed to it. So, who knows? Um, here's another fun fact. Luca, uh, what's his fate? Luca Berkovici. Right. He has not seen any of the sequels. Hmm. He doesn't want to. I don't think so. Mm. And you know what? That's fine because he made his movie and he right. did his thing. Uh, you know what else I didn't, I did not care for now that I'm thinking more about this. What? That the friends all lived. I kind of wish that he had to live with like the repercussions of his action, but they well, all seem to be fine. Yeah. It's like what what lesson did we learn from this? Maybe like, they won't be friends with him anymore just though. Just don't do magic. I mean, they didn't really seem to remember anything that had happened though. True. True. I feel like you've listed a lot of things you don't like about this movie. More but things you I don't like than dead. Well, because you keep listing all the good good things to like about it. <laughs> I mean, the ghoulies are fun. The story's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, what else do you need to say about it? Right. It's not very funny. Like, it's no, not. It is. No. It is. I, I I contend that this is more of like a campy 80s movie. Mm-hmm. And 
not funny. No, I don't think it was. I still don't believe it was meant to be funny. I mean, he says that it was meant to be funny, and I'm more likely to believe him over, like, the people who made Chopping Mall. Right. But I don't I don't know. It just... It didn't make me laugh. There's nothing in this movie that I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the ghoulies looked weird. Right. And they weren't scary. Right. But what they did was pretty terrifying. Right. And so don't... I don't know. Like, you don't have to put on a top hat and <laughs> strut across the room, but... Right. I don't know. The comedic timing of this is not existent. No, I'm I pretty I mean, maybe sure. the stoner was funny, but, like, I mean, you have him in every 80s movie, so... Right. That's, uh, that's all I have to say about that. You want to slide over to your dating quarter? Caitlin's Dating Corner, brought to you by Caitlin. Bedtime. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Caitlin. I don't know, you just look tired, so I thought you were... Um, no, it's Caitlin's Dating Corner time. Okay, first of all, here's my real dating advice to people. Real world dating advice. Real Go. world dating advice. Don't date people that do magic. Like sleight of hand magic? Yep. Like David Both. Blaine, Chris Angel Both. stuff? Yep. Or like Satan stuff? Both. <laughs> Both? Both. <laughs> They're both douchebags. Promise wow. you. You were just tossing that word all around Okay, here. but tell me somebody you know that does magic that isn't a douchebag. See, you can't. It's impossible. I don't know anyone who can do magic. Okay, well, then that's your loss. So, actually, it's your gain. Cause what about the guy from uh, from that show Love? He was really into magic. I mean, I don't <laughs> remember if he did magic, but he was kind of a nice guy. Well, we don't know enough about him, so I can't say. But that's my advice. three seasons with him. I feel like you should not date anyone that does magic because they all turn out to be horrible people. And, like, it's kind of lame. Just come on. Let's grow up. Is there a segment of the... <laughs> I really hope that you're not offending some of our listeners because <laughs> I feel like a lot of them might be really into magic. I'm sorry. I like magic. I think it's okay to do magic. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. You would date Chris Angel then? I mean, no, not I'm Chris Angel. Like if you like do dorky magic, then that's adorable. If you do like look at me, I'm disappearing magic. Idiot. You mean like all magicians in existence? Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's a pretty cookie cutter <laughs> template for who, what a magician needs to be. Like Job from Arrested Development. Jerk. Yeah. Okay. See, I got more do like. But I feel like I feel like the magic isn't the reason that he's a jerk. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Anyway, take my advice or don't. It's your fault if you don't. But here's my fun question. I can definitely get behind don't date someone who does Satan magic. But well, that's also, obvious. like, I mean, if, you're, if your significant other is, like, killing babies to do rituals and stuff. Get out of that relationship. That's a deal breaker, ladies. That's a deal breaker. Okay. What would you do if you were dating someone and they started getting really into creepy magic? 
It depends. Do I have the opportunity to get away before they hypnotize me? Like <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That, that happens in the movie, just yeah. so you guys know. She tries to leave him, and he's like, nope, hypnotized, because you took my <laughs> magic amulet off. Idiot. Yeah. I didn't really understand that. That should have been your dating advice. If someone gives you a magic amulet okay, and I says it's going like to protect you. Would you like to take over the dating corner? No, I just feel for it. kind of offended for all magicians out there. <sighs> I said if it's dorky magic, it's okay. Okay. So what would you do? What would I do? Yes. I would leave. you just pack up and leave in the middle of the I night? actually probably would ghost them. Okay. Just straight up disappear. You'd be the real magician in this. I would be the magician. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'd pack my stuff up, just disappear into the dark of the night. I would learn magic and I would overpower them. So you would fight them all the time? Yeah. I don't know why, but I just had this vision of us like in the kitchen uh -huh. in the morning. And you're like, oh, I need the milk for my cereal. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I need the milk right. for my cereal. Right. <laughs> then it just breaks out into this big fight. And then the milk explodes everywhere. Right. And we use our magic to clean it up. <laughs> That's what I would do. Become a better magician than them. All right. Let, let me ask you this question. Okay. What if after the six years that we've been married, mm -hmm. plus however many we knew each other before that. Right. What if after all this time I'd been hiding from you that I was a magician? I'd be livid. Like what if I livid. actually went to work every day and I was like a performer for children's livid. parties? <laughs> I would disown you on the spot. Would you really? No. <laughs> but I would be mad. Well, I definitely would have a difficult time telling you the truth now. Oh, no. Now I'll never know if you're a real magician. You won't. Oh, no. Now, are we saying real magician as in, like, wizard magician or, like, sleight of hand children's party magician. I'm not talking about children's party magician. If you're a children's party magician, you have your own issues. I'm talking about don't date guys that are like Chris Angel, Job from Arrested Development. Don't date those types of so guys. So don't, fa don't date famous magicians. Probably. Because Job is also famous for being bad. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. All right. He's not that famous though. Yeah, but I mean, he was like in that magazine... For uh, yeah. being bad at it. But in a magician's mind. And he performed so. at the Gothic Castle, which is like a big deal. Okay. All right. I feel a lot better about that. Don't date famous magicians. Okay. Don't date famous magicians. Uh, Like fake or Satan magicians. Right. Right. I feel like we just offended the last few remaining listeners oh we have left. Oh, my gosh. But well, you know what? It's if you fine. do magic, post a video of you doing it on Instagram and I will watch it and I'll be I'll give you my honest feedback. So it better be good. Yeah, now no one's definitely gonna interact <laughs> with us on Instagram. I don't know. There might be some good magicians out there. Yeah. They I can wish prove me wrong. I wish that these movies kept more of like the whole like wizard summoning them thing because i know like there's some weird magic-y stuff in the mm -hmm. other one but i i don't remember there being 
an I think actual the like magician. Shift definitely changes too. It's like, oh, the ghoulies are just here. It's just about them now. Yeah. Like, like I was totally cool with how the second one started with them being like on a, they're like hitchhiking their way yeah. to the like circus or whatever. Right. That's cool. Like do it. Do right. go hitchhiking ghoulies. I need a whole movie of that. <laughs> but then once they get to the carnival, mm-hmm. it like is like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And I really kind of want to go watch the second one right, right now. We'll do a triple feature. Keelan, do you have any more thoughts that you want to throw out there about ghoulies? No, I'm afraid to say anything. <laughs> I may defend someone. Can't do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend watching it. Yeah, it's available on HBO Max right now. I mean, it's definitely worth like a watch. I mean, just know what you're getting into, though. No, it's not going to be like a rolling on the floor laughing movie or even like a haha movie but it's enjoyable and has a good storyline right what would have made this movie more of a horror comedy for you i think like the the ghoulies being a little bit more silly yeah instead yeah. of just kind looking of like silly competent yeah like picture the the original space jam and those little alien things more like that oh yeah mhm okay that's what I think it needed to be funny. If yeah. it wanted to be funny. And yeah. I'm okay with it not being. I wish that they would have done more like creatively mischievous things instead of we're here, we're just going to bite your throat. Yeah. 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 Like if they had like set they up. Like they set up like a Home Alone situation. Yeah. Like yeah. a like a Home Alone or like a mousetrap situation. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why are these things happening? Whoa. Right. Actually, if the ghoulies could just be gremlins, that would be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I mean, no, I don't want no. them to be gremlins. I'm just trying to think, like, what would make this movie funny? And it needs more of, like, the little nonsensey stuff that, you know, you have in Space Jam. That's what I'm going to compare it to. Okay. And I'm just going to keep imagining gremlins. All right. So we're in agreement, not a horror comedy. No. No, 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 no. Kind no. of just your typical 80s camp. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. I don't think it really belongs in our horror comedy. No. Um, horror comedy series. The others, Gremlin movies might. The other, know. the knockoff ones? No. I don't, yeah, I don't the know. The Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, 3, and 4. You mean Ghoulies? Oh, yes. Ghoulies, sorry. I was going to say, there's a third and a fourth Gremlins. Sign <laughs> me up. The, uh, but I'm kind of glad that we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like now we can do, you know, we can actually look at the movie from the point of view of like, all right, why doesn't it work as like a horror comedy? Whereas mm-hmm. like Pandemonium, straight comedy. Yeah. The fact that there were horror elements almost seems just kind of its own thing mm-hmm. whereas like this it is like full horror movie honestly by all intents and purposes it probably would be considered a bad movie um i'll disagree it's great it, but it's definitely not a comedy and so that kind of paint like kind of uh properly sets up our next episode um which we'll talk about in just a second because I want to give you the opportunity to say a couple more things about ghoulies if you have anything else to say. 
I mean, I definitely think it's worth a watch, but I think you need to know what you're getting into. And I think that it should be appreciated for what it is and not compared to Gremlins. I think it's its own separate thing. I really don't feel like the two overlap at all. So I think just give it the respect it deserves and kind of like know what you're getting yourself into. But all in all, would watch again. Yeah. Do you think the so you think this movie deserves more credit than it receives? Absolutely. Yeah. D- that's I think what you said is key. Don't go into it thinking that it's Gremlins. It's its own separate thing. The plot's pretty decent, even if it. I don't know, even if like it doesn't work for you entirely. But I mean, I think it works. Right. It is what it is. It's 80s camp. And that's Mm -hmm. what's amazing about it. So next week, we're going to have a couple guests on here. We're going to do our we're calling it our horror comedy extravaganza special or something like that. I haven't thought of a good name yet Um, where we're going to be discussing the differences between horror comedies and bad movies, because the line between the two is very fine. So be on the lookout for that. Um, have some famous people on there. I'm so excited. And by famous, I mean some friends of ours that are also in the public sphere doing cool things. They're famous in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I thought I'd come up with a better comment, but <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. We have, uh, and we're we're actually gonna do a game next week. We don't really. That's not something that we do, but I'm pretty excited. It's probably going to be a really long episode, so uh, I guess take some time to be prepared for that. I don't, I don't know, but we're excited, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, take a car ride, listen to our next episode. It'll be a good time. Is this going to go on your top ten list? No. Okay, same. Thank you for listening, as always. We're going to encourage you, our audience, to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts because there's so many places to listen to podcasts. And I'm hoping that if you're listening to this now, you've already hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, we're mad at you. You can also leave a review in any of those places because we really appreciate hearing your feedback. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film, even though no one really likes us on Twitter. No one interacts with us. No one uses Twitter. Yeah, I'm starting to get the feeling that no one uses Twitter. Uh, So hit us up on Instagram. We post some cool things to the story sometimes. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like throwing a cup of coffee at us, you can head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to TeePublic and check out some of the cool shirts that we have, like the Is This Movie a Secret Masterpiece t-shirt? The answer is yes. They're all (laughs) secret masterpieces. That's right. And links to those are available in the show notes. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they are probably wrong. See you next time. (laughs)